0: That's 919-860-9783. Now, here's Doug, Linda, and Deborah. Investments offered through SFA Inc. Investment advice through Lewis Financial
1: Management. SFA Inc. and Lewis Financial Management are not related entities. Hello, North Carolina. This is Doug Lewis, certified financial planner, once again welcoming you to Money Matters with the Lewises, Doug, Linda, and Deborah Lewis. Money Matters has been providing you with a personal financial hotline for all your questions about investments, estate planning, tax planning, money management, and retirement planning for over 30 years.
2: Good evening, North Carolina, and thank you for joining us once again on Money Matters with
3: the Lewis Family. I'm Linda Lewis.
1: I'm Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner.
3: I'm Deborah Lewis, Certified Financial Planner.
1: And we are here for you tonight. Call us tonight and we will discuss your money matter.
3: Absolutely. Whatever's on your mind.
1: You know, we had a really good time yesterday. For those of our listeners who joined us <laughs> for our Lewis Financial Management event, we want to thank you. It was a wonderful time. And I know that uh, not only did you enjoy yourselves, we enjoyed you. So just a, a second thank you for coming and being That's with right. us.
4: And we
2: look forward to next year's. It was a wonderful time, and it was just wonderful, the it wonderful really weather.
3: <laughs> Everything was great. Yeah, we did get lucky on
1: the weather. <laughs> we did.
3: Well, Doug
2: uh, and Deborah, what is new in the world of, uh I guess you'd call it
3: cash flow planning, cash flow yeah, and retirement cash, planning? Cash flow, I guess more maybe the sale of a business, Those, um, those calls that we get so much about. You know, how do I sell a business? You know, North Carolina is a great
2: state for small business owners, but what about the end? So when you want to sell a business, what do you do? Sometimes I, I think that business owners don't realize how powerful a charitable trust is as a technique to reduce the taxes on the sale of a
1: family business. Yeah, it really is An issue that I think has escaped the majority of the small business owners in North Carolina. Okay, let's just take a client tonight. We'll call this client John. John. And we know John actually was one who did call to discuss the sale of his family business. So we'll take John. He's now 65 years old. He and his wife, Betty, they're the sole owners of, let's call it, Jones Company. They're looking for an exit strategy. They expect to sell Jones Company For $12 million. But because John and Betty have little invested in Jones' company, their accountant has estimated their taxes from this sale are going to be about $3 million. Wow,
3: that would be hefty. So, if John and Betty are good examples of all of this um, wealth transfer that is occurring in the b- baby boom generation as it ages, many boomers probably are asking themselves some of these questions, Doug and Linda. And what they're probably concerned with is, well, how do I how do I get around this inevitable tax?
1: Yeah, the exit strategy for the family business is something that is not focused on until unfortunately, until it's right ready to happen. But a charitable trust actually can eliminate the taxes on the sale of a business, can create a current tax deduction, and also provide a business owner with income for life.
3: Well, that sounds great. So, Doug, how do you successfully sell a business using a charitable trust?
1: All right, I'm going to say that there are eight steps Eight steps to make it happen. Number one step is design the trust. You have to define the trust type, who is the trustee, who are the beneficiaries, what's the payout rate, and how long you want the trust to last.
3: Well, you just named a lot of things I'm sure most people are saying. What do those things mean?
1: Okay. Well, there's different types of charitable trusts, and then the trustee is the person who's going to run the trust. So you have to find out, do you want it to be yourself, your spouse, or a bank, or someone else? The beneficiary is who is going to be paid by the trustee. The payout rate is how much and how long do you want it to last? So you have to design the trust and get all those pieces in the design. That's step one. Okay. Step two. Well, step two is to draft and execute the legal trust agreement. Okay. That's simple enough. Simple enough. Three. Now you have to determine the amount of company stock that you want to transfer to the trust. You can transfer all of it and save all of the taxes, part of it, and save part of the taxes. You can do whatever you want. So step three is to determine the amount of the company stock to transfer to the trust. Okay. Four. Okay. Now you transfer the company stock on the records of the corporation. All right. And five. Now you're going to sell the company stock tax-free.
3: Wow, that sounds great.
1: You just say 100% <laughs> of all the taxes.
3: Okay, so now you, you've probably interested a lot of listeners out there.
1: Six. Now you need to obtain a qualified appraisal of the amount of stock that you contributed to your trust so you know how much charitable deduction you're going to get.
3: Oh, well, isn't that nice? I get a charitable deduction. I sell my business tax-free. This sounds Great. What's step number five, seven?
1: Step seven is to hire a competent administrator to make sure your trust works just right with the IRS rules for the rest of your life.
3: Okay. And then eight, what should I do last?
1: I'd say sit on the beach and collect all the checks that are coming, these income checks, for the rest of your life. Okay. And that's it. Those are the eight <laughs> steps.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, there's a lot of stuff in there that is um, complex, complicated, complicated and probably needs to be handled by a real expert in this area.
1: You see, the moral of the story is that a charitable trust plan can be a powerful component of a comprehensive business exit strategy. However, this does require specialized knowledge and skill. It's something that's not known very much uh, by many small business owners. So who can do these things? Well... That's what we've been doing at Lewis Financial Management. We have been doing these for year after year after year, going through all those eight steps, and that's exactly the way that a small business owner can have his cake and eat it too, sell the business, pay no taxes, and get an income stream for life.
3: Well, it sounds great. If this is your scenario, give us a call tonight 919-860-9783. Well, Doug, uh, let's talk about the taxes they can save. If they had sold the stock without the benefit of the trust.
1: You're talking about John and Betty? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, John and Betty, their story turned out really interestingly because based on our discussions, they transferred 20% of Jones company. Yeah. Not the whole 12 million. They transferred 20%, which is about 2.4 million to the trust. If they had sold the stock, That they had transferred without the benefit of the trust, yeah. Then the tax on that amount would have been almost six hundred thousand dollars. Wow! But they got engaged uh, a strong appraiser to value the amount they that they transferred in. They then got a current income tax deduction of six hundred and forty thousand dollars, which saved them almost two hundred thousand dollars in taxes. And then John and Betty chose to receive an income stream of six percent, which meant. That their first year's distribution is $114,000 from their charitable trust and life goes on for the rest of their life. Just wow. like that. Wow. A
3: real, a real way, a real practical way for a small business owner who wants to sell his business, get out of the business, create an income stream and, um, and, and get the reward back from having that lifetime of uh, being a small business owner.
1: We've seen it with farmers. We've seen it with entrepreneurs. We've seen it with many types of business owners through the years. But and I we've think seen
3: it with appreciated
1: stock. We've seen it with appreciated stock. We've seen it in many cases where people just don't know that it is a very viable tool and you can do it without losing any control.
2: Call us at Lewis Financial Management. If you have a farm, an appreciated asset, maybe some stock that you inherited, and you would like some advice on how you can sell it tax-free and provide income for you and your family during your lifetime. We at Lewis Financial Management are experts in this area of estate planning, and we can help you. Call us at Lewis Financial Management during the week. You can call us right now, 919 872 We'll be happy to answer your questions regarding selling
4: your business. And money matters tonight on news radio 680 WPTF is live. If you have a question for the Lewis family, call right now 919-860-9783. All you have to do is pick up your phone and dial right now 919-860-9783.
1: You know, I want to also let everyone know that we have a new website which has gone live this past week. Even if you visited our website in the past, Make sure you visit it again. You will be quite surprised. The address to the website is DougAndLinda.com. That's DougAndLinda.com. On the new website that went live, you will see videos of us, interviews with both Deborah and myself and Linda, and I think you'll enjoy it very much. So make sure you go to our website. Also, the second announcement is that those who schedule appointments for this coming week, just as last week, they will be given a copy of a free book, by uh well it will either be the book the wealthy barber it might be simple wealth inevitable wealth or it might be middle class millionaire
2: yeah well Doug what else is new in the world of cash flow planning are there any disadvantages associated with paying off a mortgage early
1: yeah that's a big question especially as we uh move towards the retirement years or the end of a certain period of our life, when deciding whether to pay off a mortgage early, Linda, a homeowner needs to consider his or her feelings about debt. Also, the potential to earn a higher rate of return if the money were deployed elsewhere. Also, tax savings associated with mortgage interest, future plans, and overall debt load.
4: If you have a question for the Lewis family here on Money Matters, News Radio 680 WPTF, call right now, 919-860-9783. Again, that number is 919-860-9783.
1: The disadvantages may stem from the financial trade-offs that a mortgage holder needs to make when paying off the mortgage. Now, paying it off typically requires a cash outlay, which is equal to the amount of the principal, If the principal is a sizable amount, then the payment could potentially jeopardize a middle-income family's ability to save for retirement or invest for college or maintain an emergency fund and take care of other financial needs.
3: So I guess there's a lot to consider. If you have financial means to pay off a mortgage, you probably need to consider the following. First, your feelings about debt. Mm -hmm. Some homeowners like the feeling of that security that comes from owning a home free and clear.
1: The other thing to consider, of course, is timeline. What is your timeline until retirement? Because your timeline until retirement may be a factor when making the decision. With 10 years or more remaining until you expect to retire, you could have time to build up a nest egg if you invest the money formerly used to pay a mortgage.
3: Another thing, Doug, your tax savings. You really want to consider, is it worth... Losing that tax savings. Mortgage interest typically is tax deductible. And during the early years of a mortgage, when the interest payments are highest, many homeowners benefit from a sizable deduction. Isn't it true that some folks
2: get a little, uh, maybe confused because they think, I want to be debt free and I, I don't want to have a mortgage. It's- and, and they get, con- or at least they, they don't have the, the foresight to see that that money that is going to pay the mortgage could be used for something
1: else. That's a very true statement, Linda, because they're looking for an absolute answer that fits all cases. You know, owe no money, be totally debt free. And there's a uh, radio personality and that's his whole pitch all the time. Well, in some cases, that's the worst thing for you because just as you said, that money could be deployed elsewhere Earning much more than taking it and just getting the mortgage gone from your house. But then there are other considerations exactly, and there is no one-size-fits-all. In some cases, it's absolutely right to have your mortgage paid off early. In other cases, it's the worst thing for you. You also have have to talk about your future plans. You could potentially leave your existing residence with more home equity. That's possible if that matters to you. That's
3: right. You also need to consider your overall debt load. You know, this is going to be one of many things that you owe money on. So if you're carrying other forms of debt, such as credit card balances or a college loan, consider whether you could benefit from paying off other debt first before reducing or eliminating your mortgage. And, you know, there really is no right answer just for um, everyone, when it comes to potentially paying off a mortgage. So, if this is your consideration tonight, whether or not you should pay off your mortgage, give us a call. Ask us your question. Now, Doug, do you would you like to give out, um, you know, what the general guideline in as far as far as home mortgage deduction?
1: All right, we need to at least throw this into the consideration bag. There is the matter of the big benefit of the mortgage interest deduction which you will give up if you pay it off early. The federal government lets you deduct mortgage interest on a first or a second home up to $1 million per year. And so this is definitely a factor to be put into the equation.
3: Well, there's lots to consider.
1: Well,
2: you're listening to Money Matters with Doug and Linda Lewis. And if you've got a question, we'd love to hear from you. Call us on the open lines at 860-9783. That's 860-WPTF. And if you're out of town, call us toll-free at 1-800-662-7979. And for cellular callers, it is STARS 680. Well, Doug, let's take a caller
1: now. Well, Chris, this is Doug Lewis, certified financial planner. How can I help you?
2: Yeah,
5: I have a question. I'm in the process of buying a house, and I'm trying to decide what type of um, what type of term to go with. Uh-huh. And people have told me in the past that if you go with a 30-year loan and if you make an extra payment towards the principal each year that you would in turn almost pay it off in the same amount of time that you would on a 15-year loan.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Is any of this true or
1: Well, it may be true and it may be ir- it may be not true, but in either case it's irrelevant. It's not part of the equation that you're concerned about. First of all, If you end up 15 years from now with a house with no mortgage and the inability to buy any food to live in the house, would you be happy just having a house paid off and no groceries? Uh, No, of course not. Okay. So the goal isn't to see how fast you can have a house with no mortgage on it. The goal is to see how soon you can achieve what's called financial independence. How old are you, Chris?
0: 33.
1: 33 years old. Generally, a 30-year on, uh, will give you a greater tax savings than a 15-year mortgage. Because the percentage of your paycheck, of your payment to the bank is going to be bigger on the 30-year mortgage than on the 15-year mortgage. And that means that more of your payment will be refunded to you in the way of a deduction on Schedule A on your tax return, which basically means that you have more money to invest towards financial independence now if a person doesn't choose to start investing then they're out of this equation totally because it only works if you're going to be accumulating what you save if you go ahead and take a 30-year loan then you are stretching your payments 15 years longer yes but your goal should be to accumulate The difference that you're not paying in your your mortgage payments, that money should be directed into an accumulation vehicle like a mutual fund. So that at the end of 15 years, and when we run these numbers in my office, we very often see because of the power of compound rate of return, at the end of 15 years of investments, you may be only halfway through your mortgage, or maybe even less, but for example, how much of the mortgage you're going to take out?
5: The loan is 113.
1: All right so your goal should be at the end of 15 years to be able to have maybe 200 or 300,000 accumulated. Have your house still halfway through your mortgage, then you can write a check for the remainder on the mortgage. Let's say you have still 60,000 left to pay on your mortgage. If you've got $250,000 accumulated, you write a check for $60,000, you pay off the mortgage and maybe you've got 170 or 180 or 190 left in cash. Plus, you still have the home paid off. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh, sure do. That's the power of the compound rate of return because the 15-year mortgage will only go down at a simple rate of return. Okay. Uh, Also, you will get a better tax relief along the way. So, at your age, you want a 30-year amortization rather than a 15-year.
5: Oh, I certainly appreciate
1: it. Jot down my office number. It's 872 7000 that's 919-872-7000, and some people remember that as just USA 7000. All right, great. Thank you for calling. Thank you. You're listening
2: to Money Matters with Doug and Linda Lewis, and if you've got a question, we'd love to hear it. You can call us on the open lines at 860-9783, and if you're out of town, it's toll-free at 1-800-662-7979, and cellular callers, it is star 680.
1: You know, Chris's question is another whole issue, another side of the question. If I do want to go ahead and have a mortgage on my home, mm-hmm. should I have one based upon how soon I can pay it off? And it's the same answer. Where is the best way to deploy my money to achieve financial independence? So 15-year 30-year mortgage, another question they all come back to the same thing. There is no one answer. You want to achieve financial independence as rapidly as possible. And
3: And many times the answer is dependent on what activity you're going to do instead of the other activity. It's always a balancing act, you know, what you give up and what you get. And that's why it is so important. Wouldn't you agree, Doug and Deborah,
2: that it is important to work with a qualified and competent certified financial planner, such as you two in our firm. And that way you put all everything on the table and you look at what is your current lifestyle, what are your current needs, and what are your goals for the future. That's and right. that way you get the proper advice on your personal situation. That's that's, that's you know, what I, we do at Lewis Financial Management. It
1: is. And I'm thinking Linda right now of a couple of actual client issues where the money is there to buy another home. But it's tied up in mutual funds. So now they, these situations that I'm thinking of, they want me to come up with a strategy of how they can buy the home free. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I have found a way they can do it because they don't have to go ahead and just sell all their investments. They can put those investments into a brokerage account and borrow against them without liquidating a single investment. And then they can buy the house for all cash, no mortgage. But of course they have payments to make to their brokerage account, but they haven't liquidated a single investment. Right. You get to
3: borrow from yourself,
1: borrow from yourself and can leave your investments as collateral. And so they're intact. They're the collateral, but they're intact. And now as the time goes on, the, and they can actually go ahead and just pay that back to themselves in little bits or b- big bits. They, there are no rules on it as long as they pay the interest charge. The interest is quite low also. Bottom line is keep your money working for you, and that's the strategy we're using there. We will go ahead and pay that off over time, but the main thing is keep the money working for you so that you don't have to go ahead and uh, – Uh, have your, your, your,
3: you don't have to forego one thing to get the other. That's
1: exactly right. If
3: you have an opportunity to have your cake and eat it too, sometimes it can be worked out and it has to be worked out in a way that makes sense for your situation. Um, I think this is a really good segue into, I got several questions this week in regard to what should someone do in regard to employer plans.
4: Oh, and if you have a question about your financial future, you can call the Lewis family right now. News Radio 680 WPTF. Our number here is 919-860-9783. Pick up your phone and dial 919-860-9783.
3: Some questions that have come up recently in regard to those employer plans are employer plans that now offer Roth as an option. So the the real question is, is a Roth 401k the best choice for your retirement? Now, best choice, a good choice, the right choice for you, all of this you need to meet with a certified financial planner and find out. But in general, the Roth 401k has some specific benefits. So here's an overview of some of them. And, you know, maybe you'll make an appointment to come see us and see if whether or not this is uh, going to be a good fit for you.
1: Yeah, the first thing to realize is that you need to know what is a Roth 401k and how it differs from a traditional 401k plan. You know, in many ways, a Roth 401k is similar to the traditional 401k retirement plan. That is, both accounts allow you to withhold from your paycheck certain money that can be invested in an assortment of mutual funds. Both account types also allow your money to compound until you retire, and permit retirement withdrawals anytime after age 59 and a half. But there are major differences between the Roth 401k and the traditional version, uh, and that difference is with regard to the tax treatment.
3: Aha. Uh-huh. In a traditional 401k plan, your contributions are made on a pre-tax basis. So, in other words, you don't pay taxes on that portion of your income now. But the money you receive from your account in retirement will be subject to taxation. For this reason, a traditional 401k is known as a tax-deferred retirement
1: account. That's the traditional 401k. That's right. Now, the the raw 401k, on the other hand, is different. Here, current contributions that you contribute still count toward your taxable income, but any withdrawals that you make in retirement are 100% tax-free. Okay. So your contributions actually cost more in an immediate sense, which is one possible negative of the Roth 401k. For example, if you contribute $5,000 of your salary to a Roth 401k and you're in the 25% tax bracket, your contribution is actually costing you 6,250 whereas a traditional 401 contribution would be just costing you 5,000 because you've already paid the taxes on the Roth 401k.
3: Okay. So what's the long-term effect? Well, the long-term effect is that you'll have more usable money once you reach retirement. Contributions of $5,000 per year for 35 years could grow to more than 744000 if we assume 7% average annual investment returns. Now, what is it with the Roth account?
1: Well, with the Roth account, you'd effectively end up with more money since you could literally withdraw the entire amount without paying a penny in taxes. When you take it out, it's all tax-free, whereas if you took out that 744000 from the traditional Roth, I mean the traditional 401k, it would cost you hundreds of thousands of taxes. So if you're in a higher tax bracket by the time you retire, paying more now could work in your favor.
3: Okay. So basically it boils down to when you'd rather pay taxes, now or after you retire.
1: That's right. And there is another major difference and that is that there are no required minimum distributions in the Roth 401k. On the other hand, traditional 401k users there they're required to start taking distributions when they're 70 and a half years old, what we call the RMD, the required minimum distributions. Roth 401k's are not subject to RMD uh, stipulations. Both and account types, yeah, both of them, sorry Linda, but both account types allow for elective contributions of up to $18,000 for the present tax year, 2015. And they allow your investments to compound year after year without paying capital gains taxes, dividend taxes, and both accounts allow your employer to do a certain amount of match.
2: What I wanted to say is that for um, some of our listeners out there who may be approaching 70 uh what we do in our firm is – we do hypotheticals right Doug and Deborah That's so right. that we can assist you in looking at the big picture because you know you're going to look at all the sources of your income in retirement so you're going to look at if you have a pension you're going to look at social security maybe you're taking some investment income maybe you've got some rental income if you've got rental properties but whatever the sources of income once your age comes closer to seventy and a half, you want to determine what am I going to do with this extra income? What about the taxes? This is what we
3: do in our firm. That's right, that's right. I mean, it's all of those areas that come together. It's deciding how where you want to put excess income that you are not using to live off of, which is what a retirement plan contribution is. if you have excess income that doesn't need to be investing then you have that opportunity. You're right, Dubs.
1: You know, uh, yesterday at our Lewis Financial event, there was some clients of ours that had... Uh, achieve financial independence, and they were enjoying some time uh, cruising in s- South America. And they told us they've met some young people who are actually stuffing their money away, actually, literally in the mattress, because they didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> 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 they,
2: they, literally. Literally, yeah. I
1: thought they were joking. But it's very sad. We joke about it, but it's sad to think. That there are people who really don't know what to do. Right. And these particular people, they're young people. They have right. the benefit of time and compounding. They don't have any ability. Uh, they have the ability to really achieve what older folks can't do. But I, I do chuckle that, uh, uh <laughs> it is a matter of getting the proper advice about where you should put your money and how to get it working for you.
2: Well, I think it was, it's, it's, it's probably been 20 years, but I remember we had, had someone that uh, was had about eighty five thousand dollars under their mattress. I remember. <laughs> that was a caller. Remember. I that remember. Had her. Twenty years ago.
1: <laughs> well, I think we have a caller right now. Right, I don't listening. think Barbara is that caller. Let's take Barbara's <laughs> call. Hey, Barbara, this is Doug Lewis, Linda Lewis, Deborah Lewis, certified financial planners. How can we help you this evening?
6: Hey, how are you all today?
1: Fine, fine. What's I your question tonight?
6: About the uh, retirement avenues, but my question is on the RMD for. 59 and a half, not 70 and a half. If you wanted to take anything after 59 and a half, do you have to do that year after year after year like you do at 70 and a half, or can you do it when you want to do it?
1: Alright, uh, there is no RMD at 59 and a half, so let's, let's, uh, let's get ourselves, uh, a little clear on what the rules are, okay? Okay. Alright, so first of all, if you try to take money from an IRA, before you're 59 and a half you can do that there is no law that says you can't because it's your money you right. however you pay taxes on it right and you pay what's called an extra 10% penalty tax thats is no, that I'm, I'm right.
6: saying if you're 59 I, I and understand half already. I understand I
1: understand but okay. we have to start with that one once you're 59 and a half then there're no rules okay there are no rules now you can take out the minimum, the maximum, zero, the whole thing. The it, the only rule is, of course, that whatever you take out, you pay taxes on it. Right. Tell me a little bit about your situation, Barbara. How old are you?
6: I'm sixty.
1: You're sixty. You married or single?
6: I'm married.
1: And what are you working or retired?
6: Well, kind of not retired, but I could go back to work, but I'm not working.
1: All right. What's your uh, what have you accumulated thus far in your investment accounts that are not IRA or retirements?
6: what do you, you mean
1: outside of outside of all retirement accounts uh well i don't
6: think i need to say what I, you mean what i got in the bank or savings
1: or? well yeah when you look at your two types of portfolios when we just right. when we discuss financial planning there are two broad types of portfolios one are iras 401k's 403b's these all are right. retirement accounts
6: and roth accounts
1: and roth then you have another kind of account which are non Retirement at avenue, all. Or,
6: or um, any other avenues like your bank savings, you know, and, 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 cash and, accounts,
1: stocks, and mutual bonds, funds, yeah, mutual funds all the other mutual, mutual, mutual funds. funds right. the, the important thing is that we need to have both of these, and I like to call them two pockets to one pair of pants. They both belong to you, but... It's important to know which one to draw from when you have needs. And now we come to the tax issue. So how much have you accumulated?
6: Well, basically most of mine is in 401k or in my IRAs or my Roth. I have Roths as well. All
1: right. Uh,
6: And I have a pension. I haven't started taking it yet. All right. Um, Well, now pretty much my savings.
1: All right. Now when from the 401k and the R and the IRA between the ages of 59 and a half and seventy and a half. There are no rules.
6: Okay, so if you do take it one year, you don't have to take it the following year if you don't want to. Right?
1: That's exactly correct, Barbara. Okay. Once you hit seventy and a half, yes,
6: depending. then
1: of course you hit the RMD provision. Right, right. And and then it's very often, I uh, it's where with our clients, and I and I encourage you to jot down our phone number. I'd be happy to meet with you and go over the specifics of yours. Our phone 872-7000. number is... Oh, you got it. <laughs> then also go to our website. Have you been to our new website yet?
6: I haven't been lately, but I have been on your website before. Oh,
1: you would be shocked to see now. We've got all kinds of videos with a hit. Yes, yes you will. It just went live last week.
6: Oh, okay. No, I have.
1: Oh, you'll, you'll like it. You'll like it. Um, so anyway, as a matter of fact, it took a year to get the thing completed, but <laughs> we like it a lot. All right. Anyway, my point is, that once you start drawing from the retirement accounts right? using the RMD, now we come to the question of what do we do with this money? For some, you have to take the minimum. Right. But on the other hand, you can take more than the minimum and invest it, even though you don't need it, because at the time of your death, what's in the 401k, I'm sorry, what's in the IRA? it does not get step up in basis and it's taxed heavily on the other hand everything that's in a non-retirement portfolio at the time of your death gets step up in basis and is inherited tax free by your children All right so you want to consider this movement of monies that's in the
6: end of it. Advantage of doing that. Then. That's
1: exactly right, and that's where we do we build the the strategy of having the two portfolios for clients like yourself that mainly have accumulated in retirement portfolios. Then we play some what ifs about drawing out more than the RMD to build the other portfolio, I, and of course you have to plug in the pension, Social Security, and all those uh, factors there to see what they need.
6: Well, if you're you're not working and you got an avenue to do that, figure taxes before seventy and a half. If you can graciously want to pay taxes, you might as well think about it. So.
1: That's right. You have to put all the pieces together, Barbara. Right. You really doing
6: other sources of income. So.
2: And 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 the most important thing is your comfort level. If you right. need the money, it's available to you, right? Right. So let's say you want to surprise your husband and say, "Honey, let's take a cruise." Right. we don 't have to wait till retirement let 's take a four day vacation and go to williamsburg. Uh, you know if you wanted to do some something like that, you do have the option, but you would want to work with your advisor right and and just get some advice on you know how much am I going to owe extra in taxes because i 'm making this withdrawal
6: right because that 's the whole big picture then
1: yes ma'am.
6: All right. Well, I do appreciate your info, and I love your show. Oh,
2: thank you so much. Thank you.
6: All right. Okay,
1: Barbara, you have a good afternoon. All
2: right. Take care and have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for calling.
4: Barbara provides the perfect example on how to take part in our show tonight. This is Money Matters with the Lewis family on News Radio 680 WPTF. All you have to do is dial 919-860-9783. Again, our number in studio is 919-860-9783.
2: Well, there are certainly so many wonderful people like Barbara out there. And so many of our listeners over these past 25 years that we've been on WPTF we love you. That's right. That's right.
3: You know it's, it's on News Radio 680 WPTL. You've got decades of now that uh, of people who've been listening to the show. So uh, that's always um What
1: I like about the new vid- about the new website is so many people know us by voice only. And now with the new website, we have video. They see our faces, they see us in action in the office and they can get a more a comprehensive picture of just how ugly we are oh dad that's awful to say <laughs> sorry sorry yeah sorry. exactly okay. all right
3: anyway no joking around yeah but anyway
2: um you know um as we've been talking about retirements, a lot of folks that are listeners have concerns about social security
3: and social security benefits Big source of questions, big source of questions. Because excess earnings before full of retirement age is usually the question. How is it going to reduce my payments? Is it going to reduce my payment, my payment to my spouse, to the both of us? You know, how are we going to answer this question? Um, a, a lot of things just go back to the basics. Uh, if you're pre-full retirement age, you've got to consider some things. So if you're if you collect Social Security benefits before you reach that full retirement age, and you continue to work, you can lose some or all of your benefits if your earnings exceed annual
1: limits. Normally now, the earnings cap applies only to the person who's working. But if one spouse is collecting benefits on the other spouse's earnings record, then both spouses could temporarily lose some or all of their Social Security benefits. So, Doug, let's
3: say I'm a 64 year old, and I've been collecting my Social Security retirement benefits for two years. My wife is a homemaker and is also 64, and she's collecting spousal benefits on my earnings record. Mm-hmm. Then I go get a job, or or I get a job offer, and I'm now making, and I take the job, and now I'm making a hundred thousand per year. How does the Social Security Administration apply the earnings reduction?
1: Well, if a worker receives Social Security retirement benefits, then his or her excess earnings are charged against the total monthly family benefit and reduces the total family benefit. Depending on the amount of the monthly Social Security benefit and the excess earnings of the worker, this could result in no benefit payable to the worker as well as other family members.
2: Yikes. Yeah, and, yeah, and this
1: you know, and this is what would happen in the hypothetical scenario that you gave, Deborah. Okay. Because if annual earnings of one hundred thousand dollars happened, and they were both and and both spouses were taking Social Security benefits, then it would wipe out anything of their Social Security benefit.
3: Okay. Now, in two thousand fifteen, a Social Security beneficiary under full retirement age for the entire year would lose a dollar in benefits for every 2 earned over 15,720 cuz that's our annual limit annual earnings of 100,000 in this hypothetical would exceed that 2015 earnings limit and reducing social security benefits by the required $1 for every $2 over the earnings limit means that their benefits would be cut by a total of 42140
1: Wiping out the entire security, They'd have to give it all back. Right. They'd have to give it all back. And
3: that's really the simple way to say. You'd have to give it all back.
1: Now, once you do reach full retirement age, then this earnings cap disappears. That's
3: 66,
1: right? That's right. Well, in many cases. Many people,
3: but um, like for me, it's 67. I mean, it depends on what year you're born. right. Right. That's true.
1: But once you do reach that full retirement age, then the earnings cap disappears, meaning that you can continue to work and keep any Social Security you get and earn any amount. Benefits forfeited to the earnings cap are not gone forever, however. They're merely deferred. Upon reaching full retirement age, then the Social Security Administration is going to increase your monthly benefit to take into account those months in which the benefits were withheld. So you you have to know what you're doing. Of course, that's why we 're here we 're here to help you. Uh, we always say that your money matters because your financial future is at stake and uh,
3: and we also know that there is a huge amount of information that we can provide that might uh, cause people to say, you know what, that sounds like my scenario, I'm going to call the Lewis's and I'm going to leave my name, number and, and information at, at our phone number, 919 And they'll give me a snapshot and they'll say, Deborah, this is really what I'm, I'm wondering about. And sometimes it's a simple question like, well, if my wife and I are receiving Social Security benefits, how is it going to impact us if I take this job? And sometimes it's, well, it's worthwhile because it would give you the missing amount of of income that you need to cover the living expenses. Or it might be you negotiate with the employer and you say, hey, I can do X amount of hours or you wait until you're at full retirement age and you don't worry about it anymore. Everyone's scenario is different.
1: You're reminding me, Deborah, of some of the common questions that are popping up these days because of the excess media overload of information with One size fits all. So people are coming in and wanting to know, what do I think about their investment portfolios? And I look and I see things like ETFs and index funds and annuities and all kinds of things that are just piled up in these investment portfolios. And I say, well, why do you have this or why do you have that? And the answer is, why did you buy this? and, And I'm always being told, well, I've always heard that and then fill in the blank. I've always heard that and fill in the blank. And they, you know, last week I was listening to that from one client and I said to her, I said, let me ask you a question. Would you just go ahead and give $150,000 to a man on the street because you heard that he was really good handling money? Of course you wouldn't. You want to know who is this individual, what's his track record and so forth. And that's what, but you've just, been investing, throwing $150,000 in this investment, not knowing who is the manager, who's handling it and everything.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's just there's scenario after scenario after scenario of things that people hear, which is why we're here on Sunday nights. We want to be that place that you can call, hear um, information, call and ask your question. I've heard x or i've heard that and call in and ask your question you know what's the rule of thumb that you were given that you didn't know uh you could actually call in and ask your question does this apply to my situation you know get the get the get the help that you can because what we're interested in is reducing financial illiteracy
2: and um you know there's there's doing what you doug and deborah have have said that's you know time and again clients come to us and Someone was really a good salesman out there because they, they bought the product. But there's such a thing as a proper asset allocation. There is. And proper diversification. There and is. And there are people that are educated by the College of Financial Planning that have certified financial planner designations that are fiduciaries and are going to put your interests ahead of their own. So that's who we are at Lewis Financial Management. And so if you are listening this evening and you have a question about your portfolio, or maybe you need a second opinion, or maybe you have a spouse that's terminally ill, or maybe you just inherited money because someone died and and an aunt thought about of you in her will. Maybe you you need some hand-holding. Through this whole process, we are here at Lewis Financial Management. We do financial planning. This is what we've done for 32 years. 33. And this is 33. 33 years. This is our anniversary.
4: <laughs> ask, ask that question tonight. The, we have just about 10 minutes left in the show. The Lewis family is waiting for your call. Call right now, 919 Pick up your phone and dial 919 919- eight six zero
2: nine seven eight three. Well Doug, it is important, isn't it, to clear up the confusion on the new once per year IRA rollover rule.
1: Yeah, Lynn, a lot of people are not at all aware that there was a rule and that uh, it has changed drastically. We've touched on this several times over the last few months. I want to go ahead and touch on it again because it is important. <clears throat> the once-per-year IRA rollover rule can have severe consequences if you violate it, and this is what it all amounts to. Since the beginning of 2015, an individual can only do one IRA rollover in a 12-month period. Now, Now say that again. Okay. Since the beginning of 2015, you can only do one IRA rollover in a 12-month period. So now we have to understand what does that mean, okay? The IRA rollover is where people would, they would say, well, I think I'll take my money out of the IRA, use it for a little bit, and then put it back in. I've got 60 days to do it. So, of course, that's the rollover, all right? Now you can only do it one time in a 12-month period, or you're in serious trouble. On the other hand, there is something called the transfer, which is not the rollover.
3: That's right, the direct transfer.
1: Now, let's take a call. We've got Lacey on hold. Let's take Lacey, but remind me when we finish Lacey's call to come back to this matter of clearing up the confusion on the new once-per-year IRA rollover rule. All right, Lacey. This is Doug Lewis, certified financial planner. Deborah Lewis, certified financial planner. How can we help you?
5: Hey, uh, thank you for taking the call tonight. Um, I have a question. I'm 49. I make uh, roughly 100k every year. I'm looking to. I, I currently have a property, maybe 400 thousand, that um, 100 thousand away from paying off. What I want to end up is, uh, when I'm 60, have a second property at the coast, but do I cut back on my 401k savings, which I'm currently maxing out, to help pay that mortgage on that second property, which I will have my first property paid off within the next two years? Um, What is the best strategy for me as far as ending up Say when I'm sixty, ready to retire, um, as far as
1: financially. Sure all is. right, let's 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 yes. walk slowly through it. First of all, our target date is age sixty, and you're how old now, Lacey?
5: Forty nine.
1: All right, so we're talking about eleven years. And yes. you, are you married or single? Uh, married. Uh Okay, and your income on your side is a hundred thousand. How about your wife's side?
5: Uh, zero.
1: All right, so we got a hundred thousand dollars family income. Married, any children living at home? No, sir. Okay. Uh, what would you say your living expenses are running you right now on an, uh, annual basis?
5: Uh, probably with utilities and current house payment, uh, fifteen hundred a month.
1: Alright, let's see. And would that include things like gifts and, uh, and things Vacations that are not monthly? And-
5: yeah, that'd be total because, you know, all my vehicles are paid for. Uh, all right. So
1: you think, there. all right, so if you're earning 100000 a year and you're only spending about 20000 a year, is that what you're saying? So you've yeah, got, that, you've got, you, so, okay, yeah. good. All right. So you've got a, you've got a strong surplus. Yes, sir. All right. Good. Now tell me where the money has been going thus far. Uh What have you accumulated in non-retirement investments, first of all? Uh
5: Probably $30,000 in savings cash um, I do have some rather large assets that I'm getting ready to let go to pay the mortgage off which is roughly a hundred thousand on my home now
1: and have you inv- have you accumulated anything in the way of, a, of an investment portfolio that's non-retirement such as mutual funds that are uh, owned-
5: now, now, other than other than stocks right now and utilities about thirty thousand
1: all right and how much do you have in stocks? Or oh, that I'm part of the? About
5: 30,000 oh, cash.
1: Okay. 30,000 in savings, including the stocks. Yeah. Okay. I got it. All right. Now, over on the retirement side, what have you accumulated over there? What's in your 401k or IRA or retirement plans?
5: I've got about uh, 130 in 401k right now. All right. Which I'm maxing out my salary every year. So that's about 20,000 20, that's going in every year. All right. Uh, you know, to get the tax savings from that, I think all you right. can
3: only do twenty-eight. I mean, uh, eighteen. Oh, maybe. Are you considering the employer match also?
5: Yes. Okay. Well, no, no, no. That's just my part of my salary that goes to it. I'm usually December they quit taking out. So all right. Now let's that's let's. How I know?
1: Okay. Let's go to what your goals are. All right. First of all, your end goal is to get the place at the beach, right?
5: Yes, that is correct.
1: Okay. And the present uh property that you have that 's worth four hundred thousand that 's not your residence, is it
5: oh uh, it, it, yeah, it is it is your it is
1: your residence and mm-hmm. all right well, to try and go ahead and get the mortgage paid off on your residence makes no sense that's you 're moving in the wrong direction because it, okay. th- because you 're taking money what 's your mortgage rate?
5: Uh, four, 4.25.
1: Alright, so you're doing everything you can to eliminate 4.25%, whereas you should be looking for investments that have averaged close to double that, or, uh, significantly more than that for sure.
5: Okay, what, uh, what areas should I be looking at as far as a, a higher return?
1: Well, I would look for the mutual funds. The mutual funds are, uh, they're the safest place I think that you can actually. Now, I'm not talking about all mutual funds. I'm talking about mutual funds whose managers that you can look at and say, how have you done over the last 10 years? What's your average return over the last 10 years? And, uh, if, if they're, if if it shows up to be 6% or 7% or 8%. We see all of those. They're all out there. You have to look very closely to know the differences between them, but at least you have some track record to look at. And right. uh and if you've only got a manager who can only do, who's only done 4.2% per year, I wouldn't even look at one like that. Uh, if you jot down my office phone number 919 two seven zero 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 that's nine one nine eight seven two seven thousand also jot down our website doug and com, and call the office so that we can schedule a time and i'll walk you through what i think you should do to be able to achieve your goals 11 years gives you time but not if you're compounding at four percent now if you're compounding in another return then you have so, a much better you say, chance that, of now, doing it.
6: Not,
5: I don't know where you get the the four percent from. The four
1: percent is that. the mortgage. See, that's what okay. I'm saying. What you're so doing it's
5: it, not. It's not good for me to go ahead and pay that off.
1: Absolutely not. I wouldn't. So, I, I would say you're doing the,
5: that one thousand two hundred dollars for another mortgage, which I can start now.
1: No yeah, way. No way. You're going in the wrong direction, and, I, and it would be my advice to don't even don't go that way. You're not going to be able to achieve your objectives. Okay. Uh right. but 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 I think you do have the ability to achieve your objectives with proper uh proper strategizing. You see what I'm saying?
5: Yes sir, huh? Yeah. Give me that number
1: again. 9198727000. That's 9198727000. And I always yeah, and I want you to remember, you know, your money really matters because it's your financial future which is at stake. And we're here to help you. We've been doing this for 33 years. I and think it's creative really-
3: strategies like this, Lacey, that we can really help you with. Have a great weekend, uh week, and give us a call. And we will see you next Sunday night at 6 p.m.
0: You've been listening to Money Matters with Doug, Linda, and Deborah Lewis. Money Matters provides you with a personal financial hotline on any subject where money really matters. For more information, you can call Doug, Linda, or Deborah in Raleigh at 919-872-7000. That's 919-872-7000. Or go to DougAndLinda.com and listen again next Sunday at 6pm for more Money Matters with Doug, Linda, and Deborah Lewis on News Radio 680 WPTF.